0: Hey, sports fans! Like it's Greg Medford, from the Greg Medford for Show. Coming to you live man. from Phoenix, Arizona, here at our shacktery. What's going on on this crazy Thursday? We've got a treat for you today. Um, you notice over the last couple months, I've been bringing in political candidates. I've been bringing in people that are in state politics, and we've got some U.S. congressmen coming in and a senator. So we've got interesting things afoot, and um, I've uh, you know I've been banging my drums for the last five years so hard, as many of you know, we just thought we would kind of put it into a little more formal uh, format and uh, make it a little more informational uh, so that it don't seem like such an unhinged lunatic. And apparently everybody <laughs> likes it. Today, we've got uh guest. Carrie Lake is here. She was a longtime local Fox affiliate uh, anchor person. Is that right? Yep. Did I say that all right? Did I I use all the right terms?
1: Journalist and and news anchor, yeah.
0: Journalist and news anchor. Carrie is with us uh, here. She uh, hung up her microphone uh, to put on her podcast microphone, and she's (laughs) running for governor here in Arizona. She's currently kind of out in lead polling-wise. There's a lot to happen in the next year, Mm -hmm. um, but the race is afoot. She's got good name recognition, and we're going to see how she grows into her uh, gubernatorial candidacy, candidacy at this point. You've got uh, Matt Salmon, you're running against. Mm-hmm. You've got um, Yi. What's her first name? Kimberly. It is Kimberly Yee. and uh, and then uh, who's um, Gay, uh,
1: Steve Gaynor. Gainer,
0: and is there any is there anybody There's else?
1: There's another one, Karen Taylor Robson. But
0: those yeah. are your three main players that you guys are yeah. kind of in the. And then sh- whoever wins this part of the process this primary is going to be going probably up against katie hobbs is my guess it's right? looking like that yeah i
1: mean you never know what could happen We've unless
0: to... the almighty strikes her <laughs> wicked witch of the west ass down with a lightning bolt that's well, not advocated by carrie that's well, by me
1: we'll see what happens if we get a better investigation of kind of what went wrong in our election anything could happen
0: yeah no kidding so um I guess I wanted to jump in a little bit. Let's get right into it. I'm going to put my spectacles on. Uh-oh. I don't know how you do Reading anything glasses. glasses. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I need them. I mean, I do have them, but I, I'm not to the point where it's critical <laughs> that I have them on. I can still kind of pull my arm back like this and read things. So. When
0: I was flying with guys, we'd be in formation, headed out, and we're looking, to, uh, we're engaging guys on the horizon that we know are coming yeah. our way. I could see aircraft five minutes before everybody. I had 2013 wow. vision, and then. Oh great! You can't see them possibly. Like lead, you can't see them. I'm like, yeah, two o'clock, uh, five thousand feet up. Wow. No way. I'm like, yeah, I could see him. And then they'd show up. And be like, how did you see him Now, I can't read my phone. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it happened in, in like a three week period. Exactly. Press Popia. Boom. And I was like, oh my. My husband's see
1: the same way. He's he has always had great vision. He kind of laughed at me that I always needed glasses. And now he can't see anything up close. But just in the last, really, since I started running, I've started to need my reading glasses more, which I'm not a fan of. <laughs> All right there, you go. Uh, w-
0: when 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 you're running for office, not jogging, um, yeah. you're gonna need your glasses more. Uh, let's jump into it. Give us a quick 30 second bio. Where you grew up, went to college, that kind of stuff.
1: I grew up in Iowa. Um, pretty much born and raised there. I was the youngest of nine. Where in Iowa? In the Quad Cities area. Okay. Which is along the Mississippi River. Okay. So technically, I was born in Illinois. The Quad Cities is a couple cities on the Iowa side, a couple cities on the other side of the river. So my mom drove across the river to to you know have me in the hospital and then came back
0: so you're kind of an anchor baby
1: Yeah, exactly i'm an <laughs> iowa anchor baby exactly okay. All right. and um eight girls one boy and i'm the youngest what, i know what where was the boy in the lineup he's right in the middle four <laughs> girls on either side we grew up in a small house i don't know how he ever got i to call that, that, that hope and love was there really eight <laughs>
0: girls and everyone one everyone always boy. assumes that the boy is the, boy was the youngest
1: like we really want to have a boy yeah no i was the i was the last one. Oh, that's awesome and he turned out he turned out pretty good He's been molded <laughs> by eight girls. So my mom was a nurse. My dad was a high school history and government teacher. Oh, back so in you the must have grown up a
0: Democrat, huh?
1: We actually grew up in a very Republican household. Did you really? It's interesting because I'm the youngest. Mm-hmm. So my oldest sister is uh, 16, 17 years older than me. And when she talks about my dad, she remembers him when he was in his 20s. I was raised by a dad in his 50s and 60s you know, so different I had a different character. I mm-hmm. had, I, I loved my older dad and, and he was great when he was younger too, but he was a football coach, tough guy and primarily raised us because my parents got a divorce when I was seven okay. and my dad got custody of all of us. Holy well, there were six smokes. of us at home at the time. Place so I was raised. Him. Yeah, he really, there is. And, and God rest his soul. I know he's up there. He, I'm Actually, I, you know, I wish he were still here, but he would be so alarmed with what's happening in this country. Yeah. I think about him all the time. And I, I don't know if he could survive what's happening.
0: Well, it's a little spooky and uh, as the old the older we get, the more we feel the hopelessness of the modern moment and I think it's important for us to keep young people around us and keep our oar in the water, so to speak, on the mission of America because if we do that, you do feel like there's hope. You feel like I don't there's feel a chance hopeless at all. I'm so well. Incurred, that's because you're. That's because you're at the crux of maybe being able to do something. But when you're just a little bit past that, it yeah. feels like it's slipping out of your hands. You know.
1: Well, we're definitely in precarious times. Yeah, I for mean, sure. So I grew up in Iowa, went to University of Iowa, um, put myself through college. My dad was a smart guy. We, I've been working since I was 14. If we wanted shampoo in our house, we had to work to buy it. If we wanted toothpaste, we had, which at the time was really I didn't like that. Were you guys Catholic? <laughs> My mom was Catholic, my dad was Lutheran. Okay. And that's why we have nine kids. She was a good Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, <laughs> dad said to me once before he passed away, he was the funniest guy. He never paid for a beer in his life because he was a football coach and he coached thousands of young men and was beloved by them.
0: So everywhere so he went, there everyone, was coach,
1: like, coach, let me come over here, have a beer. And you know, I, and it's interesting, I kind of I, I really learned a lot about how he interacted with people. He taught so many people, he helped mold boys into men he was just a he was a great coach and I still uh I almost get choked up every time someone reaches out and says your dad really changed my life for the better yeah he was just one he was a great guy uh, beloved by all very cool so um yeah we worked hard from a very young age I put myself through college and uh, I have a great work ethic a midwest work ethic
0: (laughs) so um you went to school did you major in broadcasting or what
1: I was initially going to be an elementary school teacher, but I got into those classes and I just was like, I'm not liking this at all. Okay. I quit after a couple of years and went and worked in the real world. And then I came back to my education. And, and during that time, I worked real briefly as a radio um, ad salesperson. Okay. And I'd never even thought about TV. My dad didn't let us watch TV except one night a week. And uh, he just thought what was on TV was garbage. And he was right. <laughs> it's even more garbage yeah. now. So... Um, I ended up when I was uh, took that two years off. I lived with my sister, and her husband was a real local news, you know, bug. He watched the news, you know, from the morning until evening, and I never really watched the news that much. But I went when I decided to go back to college and finish my degree. You, I went, thought, back for, you that went back. You went back for journalism kind of cool. and Yeah, I like the idea of telling people stories and going out and learning about people and finding out what what's going on with them, and if there's a, a news story. I love breaking news. So. It, it was such an exciting career when I got into it in the early 90s. And it wasn't as – obviously, it wasn't as corrupt as it is now. It always kind of leaned to the left. And I remember first time I registered to vote, uh, it was in 88 when I was 18. I registered as a Republican. I voted for George H.W. Bush. Yep. And and was really a staunch Republican on a university campus. I remember I had like an anti-Democrat bit. Bu- uh, bu- a pin that I wore and you know you're just kind of pushing against some of the liberalism that was starting to really seep into the university yeah and now it's even it's gone full-blown I, I went
0: to school back east you know so I went to school in Pennsylvania and Connecticut and I was actually kicked out of school at one point for making prank phone calls and it was over political correctness and that was 30 years ago really yeah well,
1: oh my gosh yeah I, I can't but, believe you would do something like I know that. it's so
0: amazing <laughs> and you know there was this uh tape going around of these guys called the jerky boys who were doing these uh prank phone calls yeah. and they were really funny and so so we were doing prank call phone calls and recording them and uh somebody took offense to it it was uh
1: who was... are you calling i'm just curious like the...
0: so we were i was in a fraternity i had joined a fraternity in my senior year after i get back from the gulf and i'm i'm, I'm uh out of the marines at this point mm-hmm. and uh i'm I'm in this fraternity, and I'm a few years older than everybody else, and I kind of been around, done a little bit more than everybody else. And uh, we're... and you're
1: not afraid of anything at that point. No, at probably. that point, I'm like, yeah, I don't care about all these
0: hippies. So uh, we start dialing up everyone's like friends and girlfriends and ex-girlfriends and an ex-girlfriend of one of my uh, fraternity brothers came unglued. Unbeknownst to me, there was a lot of background story between the two of them. We uh-huh. thought it was all kind of all in fun, and uh, it was apparently a last straw. And a bunch of things that had gone on, oh, and, okay. and it was one of it was a crazy deal. So I actually got kicked out of school my senior oh, year. No, over while that. I was wow. taking one class and writing a thesis, and I had to go back and do it years later. Well, let's ah, okay. let's jump into the next thing. <laughs> and so I've been <laughs> okay. The political correctness I've just been thumbing my nose at for a long Good. time. Um, what do you think? Talk about just for a moment uh, your your uh, transition from broadcast media mm-hmm. into politics, because. Uh, out here in the out here in the sticks, or out here in the in the in the uh, with the with the people, we think of them as the two most you know disgusting, disgusting, <laughs> awful <laughs> True. pieces of True. America. You know, we've got this. I might be
1: perfectly suited if I could handle and survive one. I can handle and, but politics is a different kind of corruption. There's
0: a contract that this republic was built on, and it was built on this balance of powers, the relinquishing of a little bit of our personal power to allow a central authority to kind of help it all work mm-hmm. and a neutral critiquer in the middle screaming at both sides, right? the press. And we don't have the no. three anymore. Nope. And I, I was talking about some constitutional structure with a friend yesterday and I was saying, you know, this thing worked when it was a three-legged, it was like a milk stool. Three-legged
1: stool, yeah. And
0: we pulled one of the, one of the stools now is in absolute collusion with a branch of wow. the government that's a great analogy and, and then the, the so stools you're like, you're falling like this trying to yeah sit. we're trying to write ourselves and right we're, we're, and how do we do that yeah so um tell, tell me a little bit about the what made you after a few decades in that decide to jump into <laughs> politics as quickly as you can so i can jump okay. in
1: um well i left my career i mean when, when donald trump came on the scene i really started to notice how off the wall crazy people around me were going I thought when he came down the escalator and started talking, I went, this guy is hitting every single issue that Americans are feeling. I was so inspired by it. And I went into work and I heard people talking about, oh, he's racist. And I'm thinking, did I hear the same thing they heard? And I'm going to listen to it again. No, I thought it was great. and I I fell in
0: love with the country when I heard him. I, I, again i mean oh, i was already a patriot yeah i went off the deep oh, end when i, I was I, I and i still like i get teary-eyed talking about him look he does some stuff like a goon he does some stuff like a new yorker blah blah, blah he's blah, a new yorker I, I, that's right i've been <laughs> People around want
1: to make him non-new york it's like that's who he is yeah
0: i'm like he's from brooklyn but he's the only politician who we've ever actually heard say what is actually on his mind yes. and what he wants to do everything else is some George Washington University yeah. distilled thought piece. It's going piece. through a bunch of filters. Yeah.
1: Well, we actually I, I, hear I'm what the guy says. I, I, I'm saying what's on my mind. So you're going to be okay. hearing a lot of that. All right. But so, so, so the media went crazy with him. And I watched this for five years. And I'm thinking, I love the guy. I think he's great. But I just watched the, the unfavorable. Did you coverage. love him in Quiet? Yeah, because as a journalist, I'm yeah. supposed to put that out there. Yeah. You don't endorse people in that. I loved him in quiet. My husband knew. My kids, We were. they went to rallies and things like that. And I had to sit home. I couldn't go because you just don't do that as a journalist.
0: I'm going to keep picking at you about this because he's the biggest political capital in the country right now. And everybody, you know, to get his endorsement and to say you like him now, it has more gravitas if people know why. That's why I asked you about it a little bit, okay?
1: Well, and it's interesting because um, when he came down that, escalator he touched on things that that i felt that americans had never been talked to about Mm -hmm. by politicians and it was because he didn't care about the political elite i think he knew he was going to stir things up oh my god he he was just like i think he knew how bad it was gonna be he was a bull that came into a china shop and all of a sudden like you said your patriotism grew my pride for america grew even more i've always been a very proud american and and to watch the people around me in the media cover him so unfairly, where he was sick. they cover these stories that are made up, people who came from his past who just obviously wanted to lie about him, and they cover those and got two minutes, and something good he did would get 10 seconds. Yeah, it was
0: sick. It, it was, was sick. It was
1: really sick. Yeah. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to stay in here, and I'm going to be fair. And I, I always, and he gave me two interviews during his presidency, okay. exclusive interviews. He doesn't do that very often. All right. He didn't trust a lot of the media. So I was, I was very fair with him, and it wasn't my job as a journalist to tear him apart if he did something that needed a critical look absolutely but he was doing great stuff Mm -hmm. none of that was even being covered so um i ended up getting out of journalism because it it ceased to be journalism it became complete activism and i think when covid struck it was the absolute most criminal job out there we were not covering covid and, and any semblance of fairness. Yeah. We were scaring people into their homes, only covering things that were gonna isolate people, make them sicker. We didn't cover anything about what you could do to make yourself healthier. There was refusal to cover stories about the treatment, even though people on the inside uh, were trying.
0: And so I think the press, uh, gr- gr- you know, hunts for sensationalism because of ratings. It's part of the natural marriage of information and ratings, right? And then uh, and then it was, it was a way to do two birds in one stone. It was actually tearing him down to report the negative
1: i don't think it's about ratings i used to think it was oh this is sensational it is about an agenda and propaganda and there's a narrative is it being is it coming from way on
0: high or is it permeated i believe
1: it's coming from the very top of of whoever runs the press
0: okay and the reason i know that who runs the press you were there oh i mean who runs the press tops of the companies
1: yeah but think about... Like, ABC,
0: NBC, CBS, I mean...
1: Yeah, those people. Okay. The people who and, are owned... But and so they the deregulated, they a,
0: bought all the local affiliates, and then the order just comes from much. them. It's not independent anymore. The
1: reason it's not about ratings is because we're seeing how ratings are cratering right, right. now. They don't care. And they're doubling down. They're, they're so worried about the truth getting out that they will watch their ratings crater. And even if it came to the point where they weren't making any money, because they want their propaganda, their narrative to continue. That's why they're not covering the election. Because they've got to keep the narrative going. They've got to keep the propaganda they've been pushing going. What's they the own- end?
0: What's the end goal, though? If they're not making money, and they're ultimately they own these big corporations, they're responsible to tax holder uh, shareholders. They're, they they need to show a profit to someone. What, what what? I don't understand. This is like you're in this ecosystem for so long. I don't understand how a group of people who are fundamentally profit driven profit driven capitalists can be. Killing the country and themselves, they're killing themselves I, I while they do it. I don't know
1: what's behind that, but all I know is they want to keep this this narrative, kind of like the Wizard of Oz. What's behind that? Yeah, the, don't, don't behind the curtain. Yeah, I, and I don't know. I have I, I can't quite figure out what is behind it. But all I I mean, you, look at our, our two senators here, um, the the astronaut <laughs> Mark Kelly. Kelly, Mark Kelly and Kirsten Cinema, Cinema yeah. pushing legislation, and this makes my blood boil to bail out our corrupt media because their are the ratings are in the tank right they've run it into the ground and they're pushing legislation i mean mark kelly must have left his brain up in outer space if he thinks that's going to fly because i'll be damned and i know that the rest of concerned patriotic americans do not want one small penny of their tax money going to bail out this media that has been so damaging to this country yeah and that's why i walked away i'm like What they're doing is dividing people, hurting people, and frankly, killing people. When you're keeping information about ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, I was trying to get that out. And this disgusting paper that we have in town, the Arizona Repugnant, is writing articles about me. Oh, she's trying to kill people by putting this out about ivermectin. And I hope that that guy, and he's a little worm who wrote that article, and I'm not going to name his name because I don't want to give him any credibility, I hope that he, at some point in his life, looks in the mirror and says, "I was wrong. I knew I was wrong." And I just well, he hope he won't. He to won't. God. They're
0: in denial. Listen, I mean, because he hurt people. The part of all of this, and this is where they have to pull their vision back. And the only way you can get them to see this is like, listen, you had an agenda, and you reported on a medical thing that you didn't know about.
1: I because know. no, I'm
0: not saying you. I'm saying them.
1: But maybe they did know, and they just wanted to keep it.
0: But. Whether we we you did or didn't, know. what you do is you undermine these institutions that actually had trust before. Mm-hmm. National Institute of Health, World Health Organization, all these. There was a lot of trust with them before. And as soon as they ha- were in bed with China, they became dishonest brokers. And then all of a sudden, the agenda is, there's an agenda instead of information. Mm-hmm. Americans really, over two 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 and a half centuries generally have done the right thing when given information right we do
1: this is why we agreed to do 15 days to slow the spread we thought well this sounds, this sounds very dangerous i mean i even said whoa this is where it sounds like the president's and day. we
0: were ignorant then we yeah. didn't know but, so we were, we were willing to do anything right. at that point because we didn't know but six months in we kind of knew
1: I knew even earlier. Yeah, I, I know. I did, too. I, I have a pretty good BS meter, and I think it's my Midwestern background yeah. and my family. You, know? you can't pull a lot over. When you're from a big family, I don't know how many people in your family, but someone in your family, if you're trying to say something, one of your siblings is going to call you out on the BS on
0: it. It's worse than that with me. I mean, like, I'm from an Irish uh, Irish and Greek family. Like, bullshit. A, <laughs> the, the, oh, come on. Like, Oh, I guess we can swear says, on this, right? Oh, yeah, this isn't on NBC. <laughs> well, I'm not going to. <laughs> no, no, you're running for office. Uh, I'm not yet. So let's move on to the okay. next thing, okay? What
1: do you think? I could go on and on, though, about COVID because that y- was... Y- you enormous. and I could talk for an hour but on I, any one of my lines? I just want to say one thing. I walked away because I realized that the media was not just unpatriotic and I always tried to keep everything. Did you get I fired? Did. Oh, hell no.
0: Did you get let go? Were your no. ratings good?
1: Ratings were number one. Okay. When I came to Fox 10, we weren't number one. And shortly after I got there, we I had a, I had a great co-anchor and we had great chemistry. And okay. We became number one really quickly, and we held that. So there's for a lot of people who years. say you
0: left because you came off the rails with a bunch of conspiracy no, theories. Not at all. And I don't believe that, but no. I also don't have TV, so I don't watch the news. The, the
1: thing <laughs> is, I'm the front runner, and people are really nervous about me. I get They're it. They're saying anything, and you know, I it, it bothers me that so many lies are out there, and I could spend my whole Day trying to attack it after each of those lies and correct it, but people are going to say what they want to. S- I walked away from a very high-paying job. Yep. they did not want me to walk away. Okay. I walked away from that. Okay, and it took a lot of of prayer. I mean, I it's scary to walk away from a paycheck. Sure. I I prayed a lot. I I really returned to my faith. And I said, God, I know this is an immoral line of work. And I can't, once you know something's immoral, it's one thing when you do it and you go, okay, it's not perfect all the time. But once you go, this is immoral. And when I saw my neighbors, I live in a neighborhood with elderly people. And I tell this story about my next door neighbor. One of the most beautiful 90-year-old women I've ever met. You would have never guessed she was 90. She swam every day. She lunched with her friends. Her husband was a World War II hero. Active, vibrant 90-year-old. Active. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Who I wanted to be at that age. I saw her about four or five months in, maybe six months in, and she looked like she, I I, I don't, in okay, case she's listening, she just looked horrible. It had yeah. just killed her. She's never no. been the same. We, she's on a walk now. Most
0: of us who have elderly people in our life have seen this how awful this has been on it them hurt, and kids. Yeah, it hurt
1: them and it this killed has them. killed the the, isolation. This
0: has been hurting and doing the most damage to the very people that we really, we really should be cherishing and protecting the most: right. our elderly who have our history yeah. and our and our lineage, and our kids who are going to carry the message forward. Yeah. And we've been bad stewards. I we mean, had our kids we convinced we draw, they were killing oh, grandma. And unbelievable. Grandma. We Un- had, and then old people who. Oftentimes, have nothing else to live for but their it's, kids and their grandkids, it's, just, it's cruel. and they're locked up.
1: It's so cruel.
0: I, this makes and me then, so mad. I just lose my shit talking yeah, about this. I, I lost my uncle during it. Couldn't go to his funeral. Couldn't, Couldn't go in the hospital. these great people. Uh, my neighbor was
1: a World War II veteran, 80, 82nd Airborne. He was he was there for D-Day. He parachuted behind German lines he died during this and could not have a proper burial it's this man goddamn criminal what's it is. happened and i'm i feel my blood pressure i know up right i know now. so
0: let's move on because i'm gonna have i think we but know no, where he's i, I on.
1: walked away i left an amazing career i walked away from an amazing paycheck but i just said i can't do it and i know that i'm doing the right thing and i know that god will protect me i did not think i was going to get into politics okay only after i walked away i put a video out it went viral i just wanted to let people know hey i'm leaving i didn't want Anybody else to tell the story of why I left? Oh, you know, she left. You're trying to
0: control the narrative. Yeah.
1: She left to pursue other. No, no, I left because journalism has died, and I'm not willing to lend my voice, my soul, my heart, my face, my reputation to it anymore. And I wanted the public to know that. Okay. And so I put that video out, and immediately it went viral. I didn't expect it. I just wanted the people of Arizona to know why I was leaving. Okay. Because, you know, people disappear. And that's when people started saying, Thank you. I-, I loved watching you, I'm gonna miss you, but would you run for office? Have you ever thought about running for office? I was still thinking about the twenty twenty election, and I still am. I wasn't thinking about twenty twenty two, but it was a-, a constant drumbeat of people saying, Please run. Okay. Please run. Okay. And that's when I decided to think about it and I thought, you know what, why not me?
0: so the next little section of our chat if you will uh we're going to do a little bit of a lightning round here so we're going to go a little fast okay okay um this is um one of the hardest things we as humans do is kind of look in the mirror and be honest with ourselves with our shortcomings and our strengths through that exercise we find our personal growth and who we are right okay hey would someone bring my uh, drink in for me please (laughs) um
1: (laughs) you want this one no
0: no no. that's okay okay. um there's a
1: whiskey over here too
0: (laughs) so i have a couple of thoughts i was I've been talking about you for the last couple of weeks with my friends who are politically active. Thank you very much, Bobby. Um, I've been talking about my fr- you with my friends that are politically active mm-hmm. a little bit and just kind of hearing some feedback from them. Um, I've got a couple of things that I wanted to chat with you about. They're, okay. they're really, they're the same. I kind of distilled them to what was going on with several people. Oh, these are other stuff. This is fun <laughs> stuff. Okay. Um The f- the first thing I wanted to do is I wanted to ask you, what do you think quickly... Uh, um. Your negatives are what are your weaknesses in this campaign
1: in the campaign mm.
0: not just the campaign but like in, you, me personally? Your personal experience your makeup as getting ready to run for the you I mean you're running for the chief executive mm-hmm. position of a seven million person state um, yeah. and you've been reading the news and doing reporting. Um, okay. Tell me what your why, what why do, am what, I qualified. What do you What do you think your negatives are? And we're going to talk about your
1: positives okay. next, so you don't well, have to. I, I don't in necessarily your... think that's a negative. I really don't. We've been electing the same type of people. Oh, they have to have a business background, you know. Five Symington, from Five Symington to Doug Ducey, you know. Jen Brewer's background was she was a hairdresser at one point. I'm I, the qualifications for running, I meet all of them. I am somebody who has covered this state for twenty seven years. I understand the people and the issues. I've covered it from north, south, east, west. Okay. So I understand the issues. I also understand the political figures who've served. The this players. Players. Yeah. Some of them have served. We mm-hmm. we do have some good lawmakers. I don't want to throw every politician under the bus. No, some I, good I ones. Gosar is one of
0: my favorites. Gosar and he endorsed yeah, me. I'm him. so
1: I'm so honored. Yeah. Actually, his endorsement to me is is equal to having President Trump's endorsement. When I
0: saw him speak at Turning Point, Charlie Kirk's thing a few months ago, my dad and I both looked at each other and we had tears in our eyes. Oh my gosh. His impassioned, I, uh, you know, I could see I him. I was
1: crying. It was unbelievable. I see him
0: kind of struggle through his, uh, you know, he's got a little physical thing going yeah. on and he's working. And I, I'm, I was like, who's this guy? And about three minutes in, Uh, My dad and I were both wrapped. And then at the end, I was like, oh, my dad goes, holy shit, who's that guy, man? He's awesome. One of the greatest
1: Americans, I believe. I think he's one of the greatest uh, congressmen this country's ever seen. Um, I think that our founding fathers, that's what they envisioned.
0: Obviously not the Nancy Just awesome. Love him. So
1: I have his endorsement, and he doesn't throw endorsements out. So, Very well. so but let me. Uh, so
0: let's talk about your shortcomings. Negatives. Okay, yeah. yeah.
1: And this is this is how I. Talk we're going to end on head. a high note. So, okay. but we're going to work through. Well, that. I, I don't. I don't think there's, these are the shortcomings that the people I'm running against try to throw at me. I think their shortcomings are that they've been in politics for thirty plus years and they want another public pension and they want. And they're on the public teat, but. Let's go back to me.
0: Everybody wants to hear
1: <laughs> So I don't think that's a shortcoming. I think that being a journalist, a fair journalist, is a, actually a great background. They said the same thing about Ronald I, Reagan. I don't
0: think those are negative either, but yeah. what are your negatives? I don't have any. Oh, well, you've got to have some weaknesses. <laughs> Come on.
1: Maybe I'm a little bit stubborn sometimes. I mean, you want bring my husband in here and ask him what my negatives are.
0: Oh, ah, I'm talking about the look in the mirror. That's why I got you yeah, here. Yeah,
1: I... I know this is going to sound conceited. I try whenever I feel something I'm, that is that I'm be maybe, maybe a shortcoming. I'm always trying to improve on it.
0: Well, then let me start with a you couple. Start. For give you me, I'll Give throw me a what you, you think you. are my niggers. so if someone came at me and said, "Hey, what do you think Carrie's weaknesses are?" I would say absolutely lack of executive experience.
1: Okay, that, where did, where did that get us with Doug Ducey? Let me just throw well, something. back Oh at no that. no
0: no! I'm not saying uh, we, I don't. I would not obfuscate in any other direction. There are ways, you know, like right now, what you've got is 13 or 12 months or whatever it is. Mm-hmm to put together an executive team and start learning some of the hard-earned lessons of cutting bad team when they're not on point. Right. Uh, you know, Trump was a really good executive leader who didn't put it together really well yeah. into the body politic. Um, he, he And you could tell the country wasn't used to a boss getting rid of people who weren't competent Mm -hmm. because he was critiqued time and time again for getting rid of this general or getting rid of that person or getting rid of this secretary or firing that one. Everything he he
1: did that was good was critiqued as bad in the media.
0: Here's my mission. Here's the job. The numbers are this on it and I believe it. Let's Mm -hmm. do it. Push back. Okay, next. Get out of the way. Get me something. You can get the job done. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he wasn't able to communicate that real well to the country.
1: Let me me address that. I am a leader, and, and I am running a campaign right now, and I think if you ask anybody on my campaign, I am a leader on that campaign. Everything's going through me, and I'm, I'm, I am starting to pull people in and, and bring people in that I think are really important and can and be helpful. I'm not looking for establishment swamp creatures. I'm looking for people who are outside of government, much like President Trump. I love the way he brought people in from the outside. We got to get some people who love this state and this country in, and that's who's going to surround me. and, and Reagan was accused of not having the experience. He was an actor. He read scripts. What the hell does he know about running the state of California? He turned out to be one of the best governors of California and obviously went on to be a legend in politics. Right. He was called the great communicator. We are in a war right now when it comes to narrative and the story and the facts. Would you agree with that? So
0: you're going to overcome your lack of executive experience with great communication skills? No,
1: I'm going to be able to communicate what's really going on because right now people don't know what the hell's going on okay they're believing this that and i'm going to assemble great people around me you know i think people assume that doug ducey or trump or whatever had his you know sleeves rolled up and was actually with the calculator doing the budget and you're bringing the good people in you're bringing qualified people in sure and you have you know this guy's a legend so you have (laughs) skill that goes runs the gamut you know but But I think when you have leadership skills, it's knowing right from wrong and doing the right thing and bringing the right people in. You know, we've been accused, and this is a lie, that we have McCain people on our our, uh, staff, which that actually does piss me off, by the way. We have nobody like that. Yeah,
0: my least favorite Arizona Republican ever.
1: I took, if you want to call him a Republican, I took great, we went through great efforts to make sure everybody we brought on, we have a small team, is is quality human being who loves this state and loves this country and there's no establishment no swamp creatures the funny thing is that the people who are attacking me for that i'm not going to name names they're the ones who have the mccain consultants and all the mccain people surrounding them
0: well don't get caught up in their small localness because the the rest of us out here in voter land we don't care about all that
1: well and this is the thing they're throwing all sorts of stuff out there on me and and so People go, why aren't you addressing this? And I tell people, because I don't want to spend my time addressing what really small-minded people are pushing. Agreed. I want to do, I want to campaign. I want to talk to the people of Arizona, find out what it, what their needs are and their issues are, and then work with them. I want, I want to make Arizona a really great state, a free state, the freest state in the country. And I want to make it a great state for business and a great place to raise a family. Right now, we've got crime that's running out of control. You ever been down Phoenix? Sure. It's, it's turning into a, you know a little slice of California, and I don't like that. I was driving the other day to a campaign event. There was an insane man, obviously on drugs, walking down the street, and I thought, can you imagine being a mother with a baby in a stroller going anywhere near this maniac on the street?
0: Yeah, I don't know what's happened. We've noticed a lot. The uh, obviously the fentanyl and the drug thing has created a uh, entire little class of street denizens who are. Uh, you know, they've got their little corners, their little fiefdom. And, you know, I wouldn't want, in whole parts of this town, I wouldn't want my daughter to walk down the sidewalk anymore.
1: You wouldn't want because it. Because well, every counter... You'd actually get... be fine walking down, but <laughs> you'd you'd have to go hand-to-hand combat with some people.
0: So I turned around in a parking lot about six months ago, and it was uh, off of Bell Road and I-17. I was just turning around in a parking lot. I'd missed my turn off. Yeah. I was talking on, the, <laughs> uh, talking on the telephone. I missed my turn. I pulled into the uh, parking lot to turn around, and uh a homeless guy there um was getting ready to get into a gunfight with me
1: oh my gosh like pulling a gun
0: yeah and i paused and waited for him and he pulled out a gun and i was just like and he's got nothing to lose and i'm sitting there going oh my god i'm gonna get shot in a parking lot oh my by a homeless guy because i hit the brakes and waited it and went and try. i went like this with my hand go ahead yeah walk right across you were just gonna get run over go right ahead and the guy pulls a gun out. Now, he didn't point it at me, but he pulled out a pistol and it hung down at his side. And, I was like, like, and I was like, okay. I mean, <laughs> this is dangerous. Thank God out you here. took a,
1: a moment to just go. And and then he walked by and you're you're still here. Thank and God. I was just thinking, but you know, this is dangerous, everyone yeah. thinks,
0: you know, oh, these homeless people, it's just giving money. And, and, oh, yeah. and I, they're actually really dangerous. I they're very plan, emboldened. I
1: have a plan to address homelessness and we need to do it. Okay. And, and it needs to be, obviously, we're caring people. But whenever there's an industry created around a problem, homelessness, yeah. an industry is created, yep. does that industry really want to solve the problem? No. There's too much money involved no, and corruption.
0: They, no, they want the issue. They don't want it gone. They want the issue. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so that's what's happened. True. And we need to give people, We uh, obviously, when, when we're done with the forensic audit, which we are, and when we get to the bottom of our elections and, and reform them, we're, gonna, we're going to do, as when I'm your governor, we are going to do an audit of every department and agency in this state. We're going to get to the bottom of the corruption and the waste because there's plenty of money to make sure if we have mentally ill drug addicts or mentally ill people running around making our streets and our neighborhoods dangerous, let's offer them help. If they don't want it, then you got to move along. We're not going to just let drugged out crazy people wander the streets and make them unsafe for families and and taxpaying, hardworking Arizonans who want their Communities back.
0: I'll wanna, I want to. I'm looking forward to hearing what your plan is on that. Let me okay. jump on to the next little section here. What are your positives, quickly? Because uh, I asked you for negatives and you couldn't come up with any. If you okay. like, if you said, Greg, what are your negatives? I could be like, well, I can be a high functioning narcissist. I, I can have a. T- I can have a tendency to not listen to people unless I practice my okay. regimen of pumping the brakes and letting them. Give their information so that they feel part of the decision that I've already made in my head. Um, I I've um, I can be very self-centered and uh, I can be stingy with money. I mean, you know, I, okay. I, I can go through my little list of stuff, and those affect how my ideas project into the world you know so well i did
1: say I can be stubborn okay stubborn (laughs) i'm sure i can nag i can be a nagger look
0: you're you're a stubborn
1: nagger yeah ask my kids (laughs) my son's thrilled that i'm running i was like are you guys okay with this and you know it has been a sacrifice on the family my my daughter's uh, graduated from high school but my son's a senior and i think he's thrilled he's like mom's barely ever home i don't get nagged (laughs) i think he's loving the fact that i'm running oh so freedom early Yes. Yeah. Okay. And he's growing a lot with that freedom. So my positive is, I think I, I I'm always I have a, a really good work ethic, and I told you I've been working. Very so hard worker. F- well, since I was 14, very hard worker. No, nothing will not get done because of laziness with me. I good. will work until my hands are raw. next. Um, I'm a positive person. I always. I could tell that about yeah. you. Have
0: an indomitable personality. I
1: I try to whenever I see a problem, I immediately go, "How do we fix that? Okay. And and sometimes that is a flaw. Actually, I never just. I, it's like. I always try to analyze and fix something.
0: I know. I do the same thing. And, and, and sometimes I have it to just bugs let people. the
1: hell out of my husband and people around me. But I actually think it's a positive. <laughs> going it's to come in positive for the
0: world, but it boomerangs back around and hits me a lot of times. Yeah. I'm like, hey, we can just fix that.
1: Let me tell you another negative. Now that I'm thinking of my positives. Oh, look at us. I am incredibly. Hold on. Let um, me
0: put on my German accent yes. for psychoanalysis. I, Bring I, it.
1: I am have a very critical eye. It's a good thing, I think. Oh, I, but I, I walk too. It's in, awful. I can walk into a restaurant that is perfect. Find the one thing. And I go, oh, that lighting is really harsh over there. Mm. Oh, this menu's sticky. Oh, I wish they actually had a, a different um, booth setup. So it, it's like it drives everybody nuts. If I watch a movie, I can find all the things that went wrong. I'll be the one that found the edit that was bad.
0: I just learned to keep that quiet. That's my my natural Greg voice is a default critic of stuff. And, yes. Because and, especially stuff that's wrong. And, and you're would, like, does it, the
1: world need to know this right now? You know, no, no probably it, not. it
0: wears everybody down yeah. around me. Like I've, I have literally warned people away from me just because I'm like, oh, I, you know, it's too
1: much. <laughs> my kids don't want to watch movies. They're like, you're the worst person to watch a movie. Well, especially now, I can't watch anything that's modern because there's always such a, a oh, virtue signaling. When the virtue thing happens, my, from the first scene, right? Oh, I'll be like. I, w-
0: uh, uh, everyone goes. Oh no! 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 Just watch the movie because I'm like, did you see that? That's actually Marxist. What they just yeah. said, and that is actually anti-business, yeah. and that actually loses jobs, and that is big communism yeah. or, right there. Or
1: why are they throwing that disgusting scene in there? It's like hypersexualization. Our kids don't need to see it. This right. is just. Detracting I'm like, why did the teacher need to be a
0: trans? Why is this a trans yeah, show?
1: Well, there's always some big, you know, uh, somebody's coming out or doing this. It's like, okay. Do we have to throw that in? It really does. It really help the plot.
0: Listen, I was gonna give you a chance. to So we, to make we should points. watch the
1: movie together. Oh
0: my god, it was probably <laughs> well as long as we don't have pistols in the room and it'll, your we TV's safe. I mean, I'll shoot the TV. Um, uh, I we had to
1: pause it and go. Did you see that?
0: We were gonna try and give you a chance to curry favor with the LGBTQ community because I, cause I was gonna be like, all right, we're gonna take questions for the audience. And I was ask you if you ever kiss your campaign manager. If you guys have cocktails? <laughs> no, I, and I know, I know, I know. It's awful, but we thought it would be. We were just joking about like, hey, yeah. Greg, what are you gonna talk about? Um, and I was thinking about all the people who might be listening, and I have some trans people who watch my I, stuff and critique. And I just you always, know what? We were I, like we were just we were a bunch of jerks just trying to be funny, you know.
1: I worked in media. <laughs> I have a lot of friends who are gay. You're right. Um, I, you know, and most of my my conservative friends who are gay, I was I was endorsed by Rick Grinnell. Do you know who that is? No. Former direct uh, DNI uh, Department of. Uh, National, National Intelligence, Intelligence yeah <laughs> he's the guy oh, yeah. I, I the know I know exactly who he is yeah he's yep. the guy who broke open the deep state he basically declassified the deep state remember he came out with that massive with that massive um briefcase it was like this big and it looked like it weighed but he's a gay right he's gay he's a free yeah he's gay he's one of my friends and i become friends with him he's endorsed i
0: I really like him actually he's amazing i've heard him speak a couple of times and i'm always like oh man he's serious and he
1: helped usher in peace and and you can tell he
0: loves the country too
1: absolutely yeah he's gay and and so i have a lot of conservative friends i have have a couple of gay people that are close in my circle you know what they're tired of they're tired of the agenda of it all lgbtq we keep adding and and listen i i want everyone to live a free life i truly do yeah um i believe that a lot of gay and lesbian people a lot of my friends feel that sometimes that as it keeps going further out with uh, with further kind of far it's hurting them they they say this is what I'm, i'm being told yeah We've done so much. We've seen so much to get our freedom. We we just want to live free. We don't want to live in the closet. We don't want people to bother us. Just let us live. And now they're worried that they're losing favor with the public because it's gone too far. Now we're seeing girls sports that's being decimated by crazy
0: policy. It's happened everywhere. If I sit around a table of guys that own companies and we talk about accusations that have been thrown against us, by the inevitable rub with the public that we get. Now, I'm in the public a little bit more. I hang it out pretty hard. But if <laughs> you, I, yeah, I know it's shocking. <laughs> but um, I've, uh, you know, I have always, I've always like been very egalitarian about hiring anybody, no matter if they're black or Hispanic or whatever. I mean, I don't care. I, I've told people if... If uh, purple one-legged lesbians were good knife makers, my whole company would be a bunch of purple one-legged lesbians. (laughs) You you
1: want qualified people. I want Mm -hmm.
0: people who can make stuff. And I've always said capitalism is the great equality mechanism because a real capitalist who just wants success and prosperity Mm -hmm. doesn't care what color you are. They want you to show up on time and work.
1: America not a racist place. It's really not. It's not, and it, this is again. The but we've agenda. got some
0: ring in the toilet bowl from the Jim Crow era, from right. the Civil War. But that stuff is, you know, you ask, uh, you ask somebody who grew up in the South in the 1950s mm-hmm. how modern America compares to that, and they will laugh right. at, at how not racist these. And there, I think what happens is people confuse bias, prejudice race and they kind of lump it all together in one thing um you know you don't don't want to be a 70 year old fat person that's what you don't want to be in this country (laughs) because you know they get no preference from anyone yeah like there's bias everywhere you know what i mean right we're struggling through it all the time but
1: the 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 whole racist thing is when when you started calling somebody who just supported president trump racist it's really (laughs) despicable that they've taken a word that really you know it's it's a horrible thing to be racist and they've just thrown that out there willy-nilly and called everybody that it's losing meaning. That Now they're calling people Nazis. It's like, oh, gosh, the left is so exhausting. And they're trying to divide us further by race. They're trying to take us backwards by, by teaching CRT to our kids and teaching them to hate themselves or their classmates. Martin Luther King Jr., in his I Have a Dream speech, it was one of the most perfect speeches ever. And we judge people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. Sure. To see this happening again in this country.
0: It's is crazy hawing. it's crazy it is crazy it's crazy we were uh i had uh somebody i interviewed and they made it through the interview with me and we put him out in the shop on a trial week they and... made it
1: through is that is there a chance i might not make it through this <laughs> no you're gonna survive <laughs> you're doing great okay.
0: um but i interviewed this kid and uh he was uh you know african-american kid and he'd been in the marines and he was bombing the interview and i kind of helped him get through the interview and i was like all right let me try out where i think you're the best fit and it's a trial week and they're gonna let me know if you've got some chops if you don't have chops and it's not your skill set. We're not going to hire you. So mm-hmm. just, just go do your best. We, we want you to succeed three days in they're Like, Hey dude, get him out of here. He's he's not, yeah, he's, he's not ready for the skill set. So I, I let him know and he got on the internet with uh, several of his friends and came at me basically saying I had fired him because he was a racist. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, I hired you. Right. And what happens is, and this is a little bit to your comment. What happens is this has happened to all of my friends that own companies. Yeah. And at some point, you know, you're, we all have these natural Clivities from our upbringing and our in our history that has changed that's Mm -hmm. gotten us here 1970 was a different racial level of tension in this country than there is right now Yeah, and so we bring our past with us and we try to make the best decisions We can and be unbiased and be good Mm -hmm. and be just right and what happens is you have them You have this thing happen and have them get some lawyers from the ACLU or from the national labor relations board and, and Come at you within an hour Oh, wow. And then what happens is, and I've had this happen to several of my friends, all of a sudden you start, now you interviewed the next black person and you're afraid. Like, you're what like, do I do?
1: Yeah, I got I got in so much trouble. For, like that I tried to hire like that, that yeah. guy and
0: it didn't work out. Well, what do I do? So it's a, it, it. what they don't understand is all of that crying foul when it's not really foul right. it actually injures injures the cause, whether it's gay and lesbian or whether it's yeah. um, Hispanic or black or what. Any groups trying to get enfranchisement
1: so next time you wouldn't give someone a chance saying well maybe they're not totally qualified for this but i really want this person to succeed and i'll bring them on." next time you'd say i need to see 100 quality quality qualifications met
0: what it does is it, it just it, it it they've started to build a real experiential verifiable bias that yeah. i struggle really hard to not have there yeah. As a human being, I'm trying well, to be well, a. You want your business
1: to not be sued and all of that,
0: right? Yeah, I'm like, how can I avoid getting sued? You know, like they make that's making a, false claims of racism make a problem mm-hmm. because the thing is, is you don't have to be guilty anymore. All you have to do is be accused. Yeah. So what happened is Google came after my customers and said that they were going to disappear them on the internet if they didn't drop my brand. Wow. Now we got the emails and we got that that bell unrung at Google, oh. but. Google the company. And, Google Google, going
1: after you is pretty and, damn and not, scary. So
0: I pay them for my placement, my advertising, mm-hmm. a lot of other things. And then they were going after my co- customers. So it was kind of a Rico situation where I was being shook down for money and they were taking my That's business. Terrible. It was really weird. So we got the bell unrung mm-hmm. and we fixed that. But, but it's a, a spooky nightmare. world and it makes you afraid of anything. Yeah. So what most CEOs or most presidents, most boss people do, they just kind of disappear. You can't get to them. Yes. They want to insulate themselves yes. from the mayhem.
1: And that's not how you run this no place. it's can't all right
0: let's move on <laughs> okay um i want to talk some issues with you do you have any access to grind let's let's say I we're running for governor i would come to the table with some issues that i want to spearhead for individuals mm-hmm. for businesses and for some communities within the group that i was running to you know represent okay um, do you have any issues like that that you bring to the table besides how we've handled COVID and the election audit? Do you, you have access any...
1: to grind with the people that are currently in office? No. And
0: when I say acts to grind, like um, let's say, for instance, if you were to say, Greg, you're running for governor, what are you going to do for businesses? I would come in and say, okay, I want fairness in banking. If we're doing a legal enterprise bank that does business in the state of Arizona, can't Discriminate against firearms companies who are doing right. a legal business. They can't discriminate against a knife company. I've been discriminated, had my money seized numerous times mm-hmm. because we make what they call a weapon. They just seize the money well, and you well, don't woke, get it back.
1: Wokeism has gone into every, every. So, agency, so do you do you industry. have any
0: things like that where you're like, hey, I've found some issues I've stumbled across that I definitely want to fix, yeah, right away, and you know. Do you have any of those?
1: Well, I, I really want to see, and we talked a little bit about it. I call it, um, you know, pre- we talked about President Trump's Opportunity Zone. I talked about it out there on your floor. Um, I want to see a resiliency zone brought to Arizona. I call it that. I probably need a, a snazzier name. If you can help me out, I'll take it. I'm usually good with that. <laughs> resiliency zone doesn't just like flow off the tongue. But I really want to see manufacturing come back. We're, we're seeing what's happening right now with the cargo ships backed up mm-hmm. off the California coast. Right. So, we have a real issue. We're, we're, you're starting to notice store shelves are going bare. It feels like communism, doesn't it? And what you're doing here, and you talk about how every single part you have is made in Amer- made in America or in, in a kind of an ally-friendly country, right?
0: Yeah, so I try to buy machines from good global citizens. Right. So Western Europe and Japan, and South Korea. And think how Korea. hard that
1: is. So what I want to do is bring back manufacturing to Arizona. I really want to make sure. So do you have an idea how to do that? Well, I'm working with working with some people right now, and I'm hoping to work with you a little bit more on that because I need to bring, bring people in who actually manufacture things yeah. here.
0: I have thoughts on it. Okay. I have big thoughts on it, so, lots of thoughts okay. on
1: it. But I want to I want to start manufacturing things that are really essential for us. We realized that all the essentials weren't even manufactured here. I mean, you probably already knew that because you're a manufacturer. Yep. Yep. But we, we don't even have our drugs being manufactured here. Right. And President Trump worked really hard to bring manufacturing back, back across the border, bring it back to America, and it's going to cost a little more. But you know what? We're getting garbage from, from China that's made by slave labor. So if you don't care about the quality of the product, do you care that it was stolen probably from a, a reputable country? Yeah. Con- if you don't care about that, well, surely you care that the people of China They're good people. I'm talking about the leaders now, the communist leaders. They are abusing the people, and they're killing the people, and they don't give a damn about the people of China. So surely Americans, especially on the left, who supposedly care about everyone, right, should at least care about that. What's
0: spooky is that we, because Americans are really good-hearted, generous people, we really are, um, we don't realize what's happened in the last 40 years in China. They have had one of the most rigorous top to bottom propaganda campaigns anti-american that's ever happened and they actually when you say the people of china they hate us it's the 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 intellectual class may want the actual intellectual freedom of america but in general they hate us Mm -hmm. and people say oh that's not true it's It's true. true when you walk in china and you see the billboards and you see their propaganda for these wars to fight against America, and you hear them sing against America. They hate us. They have programmed them, and it's a problem.
1: But you know what? Freedom okay, can overcome that. Naturally, but, communist China hates us. But what, what bothers me most is that our own political class sold us out. Oh. Think oh. about it. Think about what the, You know doing. who the
0: worst is? The universities.
1: Oh, well, the person I'm running against is lobbying for this garbage yeah and, to be involved
0: with the universities at this point is spooky because lobbying. they are they're dirty
1: you know about the confucius institute I do. sounds like a really cute little name oh how fun we're going to have great relations between china and us no that's not what it is it's a stealing stealing our research yeah they're dropping in spies and they they're really infiltrating our universities
0: and these leftist commie teachers and i'm not some propagandist these leftist teachers mm-hmm. they feel like it's not a moral compromise to take cash payments and give information they're they're in every university because, in America.
1: Because so many of them have either been brainwashed themselves yep. or whatever they're reading is they teaching. They actually you, think they're they being think good just bad. doing that. They're yeah. like, well, America's bad, so we have to, you know, it's really disgusting. Yeah. But more importantly is you got to go to the leaders of those universities, the presidents of the universities, our old Michael Crow. And one of the guys I'm running against who was lobbying in support of the Confucius Institute. He was wrong about that. So we can't have people in power, whether it be our governor, and our governor's making deals. So you're deals. talking about
0: Matt Salmon, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: So, and, and Governor Ducey making deals, and, and everyone wants to get chummy with China. And now, hopefully, they're waking up and they realize that China is the root of our problems in this world. They've well, taken our Our, our greed is.
0: Our greed is. It's greed. You're right. Because we've let them come in. And you know what's funny? China, we, we are a bunch of babies. We say they stole. We say they did. Some of us have been stolen from. But our country as a whole, we want cheap shit. Right. We don't want to have to follow the rules that we vote for. So we mm-hmm. buy cheap shit made outside those rules. Right. And and then our our leaders take bribes. The Chinese bribed because that's their way of doing right. business. They bribed our professors. They bribed our research institutes. And they bribed our politicians to get what they want. They got America and they bought it. Yep. They bought it from the intelligentsia and they stole it from the rest of us. And we're all going, what happened?
1: And they're poisoning our youth. I mean, they get involved in the Hollywood in the, in some of the crap. Yep. We were talking about how bad the movies are. Unbelievable. It's, It's degrading to our culture. Yeah, and it's degrading to our children's minds. So they're all for um, filling our minds with really a, a lot of garbage, and and it's hurting our families. It
0: sounds like we could drink scotch together. Yes. Let's uh, let's move on now. <laughs> I think
1: we'll end up needing high blood pressure medication at the end of it. <laughs> That's what the scotch is for. But so I, so I really I, I'm serious about wanting to bring back manufacturing. It's going to take some help, I think, from the state because to start something up, and I looked at your facility here. I wish that whole you need to do It's millions of dollars. Take take a podcast with camera and do the whole podcast walk. Through, unless there's too much secret. No, I do lots of that. I oh, do you lots do. Of okay, yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah,
0: everybody. there's one of the things about my thing is transparency. Everybody kind of sees my gig.
1: And so I, I want to bring manufacturing back, and I and I want to have people investing in manufacturing. I want it made in Arizona. I want hiring Arizona. You know how often we, you know, you see the uh, the ribbon cutting of a new company and governors out there and political leaders. Oh, we brought this company in from another state, or wherever, and they scrape the desert, and we find out they're hiring 500 people from California.
0: Right. And they're bringing in 100 from India.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I, if we're going to be giving favors out, and I'm not a big fan of giving out favors, no. then Arizona, by God, better be getting something. And I'm talking hiring Arizona workers. Because you bring in all these people, then they're competing to get houses, and then it, it would just... All it does
0: is it squeezes out locals. Squeezes out locals. You know, uh, we were talking about this when you uh, had that, uh, with that little Small gathering. little gathering, we, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I would like raise my hand like, hey, don't curry favor with a bunch of big corporations to come in here because it's bragging rights for governors to have these CEOs of these companies in their states. I and loved they, it when you they said get to that. I was elbows. like, <laughs> I love this guy. Well, uh, let's move on a little bit now. Okay. Um, I want to talk about just a couple of Arizona issues. But re- really
1: quick though, back to the cheap crap that we get yes, from ma'am. China. It's, it is crap. And I don't, I think when, when you get a bunch of cheap stuff, that's meaningless. Think about when you were little and you got your first knife. And it probably wasn't a piece of crap, piece of, you know, American made plastic. It was nice. American made. You probably worked hard for that. And you cherished that. We have so much junk now that it's just piling up. I talk
0: about this all the time and it actually, it actually plays to the left's sense of injure the planet less and be less of consumer. I tell people all the time, I go, listen, have your house, have nothing in it that ever ends up in a garage sale only buy the best and surround yourself these physical things are not our life there are things that we use as tools in our life right right? have the things that are in your life be the very best and you need less of them and less
1: clutter and less garbage yes
0: and if don't buy anything that will ever end up in a garage sale
1: Everything just loses meaning, you right. know, and it is bad for the cl- for the climate. And the left always talks about the climate, and they're the ones pushing these masks on us that we don't need, that don't work. That you don't, you need yeah, to have. Bird,
0: I like I like a picture of a bird choking on a mask right now.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Was it today? It came out. I went, <laughs> like, oh, or they, it's wrapped around its Fantastic. talons. And, yeah, and I'm thinking the the garbage produced from just the COVID situation, that's been pushed by the left. They're putting these masks on our children. You don't need more than a seventh grade biology class to realize it's not gonna keep a virus away. And I saw something this week that, I hope I can get through this because it makes me sick. Um, Did you see the little girl for six weeks? She's a nonverbal down syndrome girl was sent to school and she couldn't keep her mask on. She's got a, a, an enlarged tongue and she salivates quite a bit. So the mask would just get wet and it, it felt horrible against her. She of was, having, she shouldn't have had the mask on. Right. And the family apparently had an exemption, but the school put the when she got to school, they tied a mask on her head Ooh. and it was on there all day. And the Ooh. only way the father found out is that the person who tied that on forgot to take it off at the end of the day. And she got off the bus with it on. She's nonverbal, so she couldn't tell her dad. And the monster who worked at that school, and I will call that person a monster, who tied that mask on that little girl. Crazy. Thinking they're doing the right thing. Tying a ma- as child this abuse.
0: Is, but, you know, what's going on is, you know, so many teachers are, it's a vocation, it's a calling, they want to help kids, right. and these are wonderful folks. And then they get into this union, and this union, since its inception uh, 100 years ago, has gotten more money and more money and more money and has degraded education over the last hundred years so badly. And now you you can hear their attitude when you hear them talk about parents as Mm -hmm. terrorists, the fact that we even had to have that discussion is telling. Yeah, we shouldn't have to be having a discussion. Boy,
1: how eye-opening, though! For right, a lot of people. Yeah,
0: you know they teachers and they colluded. The union colluded with the White House for this narrative because they were trying to silence opposition at thousands of school boards nationwide. The letters have all come out this mm. last week. Yeah, it was collusion, and 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 it's like a criminal enterprise. They take this money from these teachers, and they push the money to basically one political party. Yeah. And it is absolutely not geared towards and if education. if you're a teacher
1: who doesn't want to pay into it, you, they make your life miserable. and you get A lot of teachers leave and they're the conservative ones or the more yeah. common sense ones. Yeah. The sad thing is, and I wish teachers realized that I have many teachers in my family, the teachers union, it, it really is not a union that cares about the teachers and they sure as hell don't care about our kids. No, they were political the ones action committee. who worked and pressured the CDC to encourage them to keep the mask mandates going so mm-hmm. our kids would be masked. Do you know how hard it is to learn well, when you've got masks on? You can't hear the teacher. You can't communicate with one another.
0: Um, you know, it was it's amazing. Um, you know, I think what was going on is they were initially what, and, and so here's the problem. Once you do something in government, there, nobody, is, uh, nobody has the courage to say I was wrong, or it, I was right at the time, but it's wrong. We need to change. Yeah. So what they were doing was they were, they were punishing everybody and inconveniencing everyone to put the heat on Trump. Mm-hmm. That's what was going on. I mean, you could almost hear it in their voices. And they we all knew the mask thing was silly. We yeah. knew that this didn't affect kids hardly at all. Yeah. Then we knew there are a lot more dangerous things for kids that they're doing nothing right. about. Yet they did this. The lockdowns. Thinking right. of
1: The kids who got, uh, you know, committed suicide. This
0: was to inconvenience all of us so that it would punish us for who was most popular at the time.
1: Mm-hmm. For liking Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that the unions are really the biggest risk to our education. and They're and- the risk to the republic. Yeah. Okay, The unions and the corrupt media. And this is one okay. thing with, okay. with, when President Trump endorsed me. He knows how dangerous the lies are, the narrative, the corrupt media. And he knows that I can take them on. I've done several interviews right now. I'm not afraid to just punch right back in their face when they come at me. Well, I don't I'm- know if you saw the CNN interview. I got ambushed by CNN last week. Awesome. It was great. I said you know what you know cool your jets i'm here to talk to these republicans at asu and when i'm done i will sit down and do an interview with you
0: did you sit down with them
1: i did and it did not go well for them and thank right, you can well, find I'm, that on my rumbles rumble
0: carrie right. lake page all right rumble carrie lake's rumble page um so obviously probably one of the you know what can you possibly do at this point for election integrity tell me what you can do you well, might, what are the top 2 or 3 things or one one what's the top thing you can do for election integrity if you I get elected i think
1: what we can do right now and is pressure put a ton of pressure on our governor and our lawmakers because we need something done before the election
0: well that's the thing and you know they i need to
1: call a special session
0: i don't think anything's going to happen and so you're running with the okay. same machines and the same system that has been screwing us over for decades so my question to you is what can if I you do? get elected because oh, you geez. win by a big enough margin
1: what can you do then for starters Anybody out there saying don't vote in 22 because we have the same system and all that is is a bad person. Don't listen to them. I shouldn't say a bad person. They're wrong. They want fewer people to vote. We need to go out in droves like our friggin' They're doing
0: life. the thing they accuse the conservatives of. They're disenfranchising people right. to discourage them from
1: voting. So here's what I want to tell people. This is very important. Yes, our election system is far from perfect. It's corrupt and it's a mess. But had Trump not won by a mile and had such huge support and then lost, that that exposed all of the corruption. Had he just kind of eked out a win, we wouldn't have seen how bad the corruption was. So we need to go out in 22 vote like our lives depend on it. Even if you don't think the system is fair and it is not going to be fair, go out in droves. One of the reasons they don't want me is because I'm going to bring people to the polls. So we here, have a here's, huge movement.
0: Here's the thing. Here's what we need to do. This is the fix. Okay. Okay. This is part of the fix. And You you, you it, mean it, the
1: reform, not the fix, because well, we already have the fix. Th- this
0: is part of how you get to the governor's race okay. and when, how you get to the office, is you get people, part of your plank, they're saying, well, how are you going to fix anything? You're not the governor yet. How are you going to get elected if the cards well, are stacked I have answer against you? to a lot you? of hypotheticals, well, yeah. So you'd say, listen, here's how I get elected. The people who support me volunteer in their precincts to man polling stations. Mm-hmm. And the non-presidential off-year, two-year election, which is the least attended, we need to have engagement and we need to volunteer for it. So we don't have California volunteers coming in from California to man our voting polls That here. should be illegal. Damn right it should be. So in the meantime, as governor running for governor, as someone running for governor, that's one of the things as part of your campaign is activism to volunteer and get my locals involved.
1: Do you know we have more volunteers right now than any campaign across the entire country? We, love it. we have a ton of volunteers, and we will get them out. All right, good. Our, our biggest problem right now is how, what do we do with all of our volunteers? Well, so, the biggest thing
0: we do is we watch. Because yeah. if we have and somebody there watching... we know what watching, to look for now. Right. That's so what I'm saying.
1: 20 showed us how corrupt and disgusting these people are. Right. So 22, we're going to go in there and know what to look for. But we can't sit home and let some of these people, even Republicans right now, I'm hearing them going, well, maybe we shouldn't... No, you should get out and vote. We need Quest, to vote and drive. Question
0: answered. Okay. Moving on.
1: Okay. Do you have a firearm? Huh. I have several. All right. What's your favorite one? Uh, well, I have a small Glock that I carry around with me. So, you know watch that. Do you know which one it is? Oh, gosh. All right. I'll Let me Let me see.
0: So, in the future, you should know I which should one know. it is. Because those Arizona people <laughs> want to Is it Glock 17 <laughs> and Glock 19? 19. Gen, 19. Gen it's Gen a Glock 19. Glock 19? Uh-huh. Gen 3, Gen 2. Do you know which one? Oh, jeez. So, okay. My okay, husband. You, you want to know that stuff. I know. And then, when's the last time you shot?
1: I just shot about three weeks ago. We had an event.
0: You know what we should do? Um, we, we, should...
1: I have, we have probably three AR 15s. We have an okay. AK-47. Okay. Uh, now, you now this is where I'm going to go bad, because some of these I don't know the name of. But
0: okay, don't go anywhere. That's okay. Listen, so can I make a suggestion? Yeah. Just a thought, because I'm into marketing. Um, I think you should get together with Travis Haley here in town, okay. who's a, one of the big world uh, renowned shooters. He's a former Marine. Uh, he's been in my old shop. Okay. I think we're going to do something together. He also has a podcast, but I think you should go uh, do a training day with him. A, a three-hour training block, That'd be great. I think you should video it. The Second Amendment people will go batshit crazy. That's what you got to do. Okay. But everybody talks shit about guns. Go shoot. We want to see you shoot.
1: Okay, I, and, I have. I've got video like that. You're not obviously following me on social media. No, and I think You're right. Uh, but We're going to do is, more of these uh, gun... Um, it's not a
0: photo op. It's real training with a guy that is... He's a guy's a he's legend. Doing. He yeah. was in one of the b- biggest gunfights we've ever seen on video before in uh, the Middle East. And to go get some trigger time with him, one, it would be great for your campaign. I would love it. Two, can you hook a, me up with him? He's a great guy. We can probably make that okay. happen. I, I'm, I'm sure we can make that happen. Great. Um, he's a former Marine. He's a great guy. He's got a great company. He's a great Arizonan, and he's a good guy to have on your side. I think you should go do a training session with him. I would love it. And it would be a good It would be good. Can for my campaign. hubby
1: come along? Because he probably wants to get some training as well. He could take L- pictures. Let me just say one thing about the Second Amendment. Okay. And I believe this, and I've said this. And I have a little more on the Second okay. Amendment I want to talk about. Without the Second Amendment, we would not have a country right now. And I'm not exaggerating. That's not hyperbole. We no. wouldn't have a country. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> we, we know what's going on with Australia. Yeah. And we've seen that, and that's yeah. horrifying. Yeah. This is the most important amendment. We have to actually have because the federal we've already, government be scared. Yeah. We, we've already seen now. We, we can live without the First Amendment, sadly, because they've taken away our freedom. We don't have a freedom of speech censorship is going on right now we yeah. need to get this back they shut our churches down we don't have freedom of religion our bosses now can inquire every detail about your religion so you can get your vaccine you know you know exemption it's none of their business so we've seen the first amendment get just cannibalized and ripped apart mm-hmm And the only thing keeping this country together, I believe, is the Second Amendment. And I will never pass, sign any piece of legislation that does anything to infringe upon that. And the scariest thing, I think, right now that's going on, we talked about these woke universities, Mm -hmm. is the biggest... Gun free zones in in the country right now. I would venture to guess is probably ASU campus. Think how big that campus is. It yeah. keeps growing. Yeah. Downtown it's a Phoenix. Whole city. You walk downtown Phoenix and boom, you cross the street and you don't have your Second Amendment rights. You didn't realize you're stepping on ASU campus. That's crazy. You're in Tempe. Oh, I'm going to have a dinner over here. That's a cute little place. Walk over there. I'm on the campus. I don't have my Second Amendment rights, and there's people that I'm running against that are okay with that. Yeah. We need to really. Think about these gun-free zones and what it means for us Americans who need... Right now, two weeks ago, we had a young woman raped on campus. If you're a rapist and you're an assault, you know, you're a criminal, where do you want to hang out? Biggest gun-free zone, downtown Tempe, campus. So, so These, the, these the, criminals the, can target our daughters. The,
0: the nuance is challenging. So to throw it out there, a bunch of adolescent males that are all drinking too much shouldn't have firearms in their dorm rooms. I mean... I'm a guy who agrees yeah.
1: with that. Well, but I think I think when you when you're thinking of a college gun free zone, you're thinking of a smaller. But when it spreads to where the campus is, the whole town. Now, right. We need to figure out a way that our kids can have some and, protection. And there's some precedent for that, right? Concealed there's safe carry pa- and there's safe passage yeah. laws. They're, they're pushing right now for concealed carry, and and you need to have training with that and all of that. Obviously, we don't want to have in the middle of you know the the campus somebody shooting things up, but. I want my daughter to be safe if she's on campus and she's walking from a mile from here to here. These are huge campuses now. They're spread yeah. out in five different areas of town.
0: These are these are challenging issues for us if we're on a Second Amendment, amendment people right. because even the military in an infantry battalion doesn't let all those guys have loaded guns. Yeah. Um, to, uh, the idea of unfettered... But you un, see what I'm saying. Yeah, no, these, I, these campuses I do, are growing to
1: where they take over a whole area of downtown and you go, wait a minute. I'm not even a student, and I, I'm walking over here, and I don't. So there's got to right.
0: be some sort of safe passage right. legislation that can be done, where like, hey, look, I'm not a student here. I'm in transit doing my business and my living, and I need to be able to exercise my right as I am in transit doing my business.
1: That, and I, I also believe that we should. I mean, if you're a rapist or uh, somebody who is a criminal, you yeah. you go down to you go. I know every single one of these girls down here is defenseless. Right. This girl gets raped at gunpoint and knife point two weeks ago on the ASU campus. I want my daughter to be safe when she's on campus.
0: We just sound crazy, though, when we say, yes, we should have unfettered Second Amendment rights But I on don't campus. think that's
1: what we're saying. We're, we're saying we want responsible gun owners to have, to have their Second Amendment rights. Yeah, I want my daughter. She's walking a mile from a parking structure. I want my daughter, too, campus. but I don't know if I want my <laughs> well, Okay,
0: so okay. let's... I, I just I,
1: think I, I worry about these set, these gun-free zones growing and growing and growing and growing.
0: Yeah. I, I, I,
1: As campuses start to grow and grow and take, oh, we've got one in Mesa now and in Tempe, and we need to really think about what we're giving up here.
0: Well, it's a tax-free business that's completely funded and uh, never drops their prices and uh, only gets bigger. So... All they do is right. take over. They're like a virus.
1: You might not even realize you're on campus and talk, boom.
0: Talk to me about um, red flag legislation. I know there's lots of that pushing around right now. you have any thoughts on
1: that at this I, point? I'm opposed to it. I think we have a lot of laws right now that will keep somebody who has mental illness from... Purchasing a gun, so I'm I'm opposed to adding any. You know, look at Chicago, all of the gun laws they have there.
0: I'll tell you what, I'm going to pause you because you got a Second Amendment knowledgeable crowd watching, and so the fact that you're opposed to all red flag laws, we're pretty good with. Let's move okay. on. Second Amendment. <laughs> let's go to let's go to the First Amendment. Okay. Okay. Um, massive infringement on the government, big media, the tech oligarchs clearly are all steering the narrative. The Town Square has really become a digital space owned by two or three companies. What can you do? And I have some ideas. I know okay. Governor DeSantis has ideas. I loved
1: Governor DeSantis' idea. What c-
0: What can you do as an Arizona governor? I was disappointed. We should be ballers about stopping these big companies from infringing on our our, our free expression. Yes,
1: I agree. I want I want to make um, censorship. I want to outlaw censorship. You should be
0: here. able to say stupid racist stuff online, and we should all know who you are. I, be, it sounds awful. Wouldn't
1: it be nice though? Uh, one thing I really despise about social media is that so many people are hiding behind some ridiculous, you know. I would love it if we all just were not, there was no anonymity. If you want to say what you want to say, you're doing it under your name. In your face, so your reputation's on the line right. if you're going to start being kooky.
0: But I want to know who the racists are. I want yeah. to know who the Nazis are. I want to know who the a-holes are. I but you to-
1: won't know it if you, you know, if their if their uh, profile picture is a water bottle and their name is whatever. Yeah. You know, I want people to say have freedom of speech. But it would be really nice because there's so many trolls out there. Here's the deal. What I what Governor DeSantis did, I really I thought that was a great policy. You're going to be fined if you take away our First Amendment right. If you censor us. So how do you implement that? Have you thought about that well, at all? I, no, I haven't. Okay, but I, I like the idea, and you know, I, and I don't have all the answers. Yeah, no, I know you don't. I I'm not trying to pin you I down like that. I think though, when but. you run people and especially right now people are so desperate their backs are against the wall they're yeah. losing their jobs their kids are being you know forced to wear masks and now they're wanting kids to get vaccines and they're they're coming to me and they're like grabbing me going help me i need right. the answer and i say you know th- there's a lot of things that we need our current leadership to do you know, i won't be governor till january of 23 i can't solve every problem it's like this.
0: funny how saying something is enough And I'll tell you what I mean. If you're the governor, you're obviously not in charge of everything. Right. You've got some executives. You're not uh, the king. You're not the king. (laughs) But the fact, if you come out with a a gubernatorial, a governor's directive or a mandate that says nobody can be discriminated against for not being vaccinated in the state of Arizona, no company, no bank can do business here if they discriminate against people who are doing legal business. Um, If you just saying those things jams up their agenda. Yeah because it starts the bully pulpit that's exactly right because you start being able to say hey the governor says right here you can't do this and they go oh shit we can get sued
1: yeah or or they start with saying hey we're not going to put up with this in our state and then if you do it okay we're going to take it to the next level we're going to get legislation to pass (coughs) Uh, the problem i have with our current governor and and i'm thrilled we have a republican in office trust me because well i know but think we he did not handle covid well but we saw how bad it was with the Gretchen Whitmer and all that. I mean, it could have been worse.
0: I think he's a big company scaredy cat. And he's he a got, scaredy cat. He got cat. his wings clipped.
1: And he doesn't use the bully pulpit. Maybe right. he's, he's not a great communicator. He's afraid to say anything bold. He's afraid to do anything bold. We need bold leadership. We need people who I agree. have... I hate to say it. I'm not going to say it. You got balls. A backbone. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> you used have at least. My my, my my friend and yeah. advisor out here, she goes, please don't say balls. Just... Come up with another word. Balls what are those downsides. things
0: those guys use uh, in the NBA?
1: Yeah. Well, so I say backbone now, but just okay. trust me, whenever I say backbone, I really secretly want to say balls. We need somebody with a backbone yeah, who, who's going to do the right thing and, and, and say, I don't care what the public pressure is from the media.
0: Don't let her stop you from saying balls because... Um, We here in Arizona. How about coconuts?
1: Is that better?
0: Oh, you could say huevos. (laughs) Huevos. No, you know, we can, we in Arizona, we like people speaking the truth. Trump has changed the narrative. You don't have to do what everyone thinks you need to do.
1: You have, That's how we're kind of running it. It's I, I said, I said, when I ran, I want to be truthful. I want to speak the truth. And it's so much easier when you're just speaking what your heart and your soul is telling you to say and what your brain's telling you to say. Not worried about we have to go through the filter and how does it? We don't have a lot of people telling us that.
0: All right, so I want you to. I'm um, just for me and a few of my uh, compadres, gunslinging, lunatic, veteran types. Okay. Um, we want you to go after the big tech companies. We want you to um, start some sort of uh, legislation in motion. We want you to push. We know the legislation is sitting around on somebody's desk, and we want you to latch onto it. And we think it would be an excellent move for the state for you guys to start finding a way to leverage them. They do business here, they have big right. warehouses here. They have a lot going on here to say, look, you are going to be severely and not a hundred thousand dollars a day. They don't give a shit about a right. hundred thousand dollars a day. We are going to stop your trucks from running in this state. Like we need to drop the hammer on them. We need to force them to want to sue back. Yeah. So we end up in court and go, listen, you're infringing and this is going to cost you big money and I'm going to jam you up and you can take me to court, but I can jam you up for a month Right. and, and make them start. Paying and hurting $100,000 is enough. It doesn't do anything to take away your first amendment. rights. right? Yeah So they're all part of this and uh, we've got to go after them
1: I'm the only candidate who can do that and here's why I'm not owned by anyone these (laughs) other I'm truly not the people of Arizona are funding me our support is coming We got on the ballot in three weeks. We had enough signatures The people of Arizona are so sick of these politicians who they're funded by they're pushed by these consultants and the consultants are funded by a lot of bad people, and they, they're owned by their special interests. And so they can't come in and do that because they might be owned by those special interests. Oh, yeah. Well, I want to go in and do some big things for Arizona. I want it to be the best state. I think it's pretty. It's a great state, but I want it to be the best state.
0: So, so um, what do we do about all of these uh, leftists who show up here from the left coast? They show up here from California, Oregon, and Washington. They show up and, and I confront them all the time. And I start out very soft and polite. Hey, I see you're from California. And they're like, oh yeah, I'm not one of those. And I go, Well, how long you been here? Oh, we've been here six months. You love it? Yeah, you love it. Have you bought a gun yet? Well no, we would never get a gun. Well, you're in the wild west, buy a gun or you're not in Arizona, and because we arm up, we exercise our rights. And don't what,
1: even think of trying to take it. Or go them
0: away. back to California. What can we do as a state? Have you thought about a solution yet? We all know there's a there's a lefty problem coming yeah. here. What can we do? to mitigate that. What can we do to square them away? How can we educate them?
1: Okay. That's interesting. It's funny. Welcome... I just told you that I talked to somebody at an event the other day. Who said, I'm from California, but I'm conservative. And then proceeded. Like, and then they start talking about gun control. And the three seconds <laughs> in, they're like, but you know, the right needs to really come in and we come to the middle and compromise. on." it's like compromising on everything does not make you an effective leader. We've gotten into this situation because we've had way too much compromise. Coming into the middle doesn't satisfy anyone. Doesn't get anything done. This is a, a something so I've, I've even, even to... the people who come over here think they're conservative. <laughs> a California conservative is different than an a liberal here. Yeah,
0: we, uh, you know, uh, I talk about this a lot with people. We in America, we feel as good citizens who all love America, used to be the case that we would all compromise and find kind of a central position, and that's the way mm-hmm. forward. And what's happened is, um. Our spouse, so to speak, has decided they need two two new Porsches and we don't make enough money. And the compromise is not to have one Porsche we can't afford. The, the the every political thing that's going on right now is something extreme and crazy. And when we go, well,
1: let's wait, wait co- I'm, I'm lost. I'm thinking I want two Porsches now. What are you oh, talking you about want. with that? <laughs>
0: well, when I when I talk about, you know, we're obviously the the right and the left are always kind of in a battle. There's right. a tension right that's going on. This storm and drong that goes on between the two of us. And they want something, and we want something. And what they want many times is batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. And so. Well, then the answer is well, you just need to compromise a little bit.
1: Defunding the police. Well,
0: halfway to batshit crazy yes. is still crazy. Yeah. So Defunding we have to police. be stuck. We have to be stubborn about some stuff. Absolutely. So I want you to be
1: stubborn. I am. Remember, I told you my fault was I'm stubborn. Yeah.
0: I want you to be stubborn about what's right.
1: <laughs> Defunding the police—one of the worst things I've ever heard. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I think they want chaos on the streets. It's insane. We, I will never bend an inch on that. We need to fully fund the police, and we need more police. You know how all of our agencies are, are short. They can't get guys and, and women to sign up. It's frightening, and we're not going to have safe streets. And so I want to fully fund it. I actually want to give a grant to help pay more for our officers. We need to attract people in. I know they're not doing it for the money. They do it because they love the job. Yeah. But if we, we don't have a great state if we don't have a safe state. You know, the, thing, the funny thing about the police, I don't know how we keep the Californians out, by the way. I never did answer that question. <laughs> but I, I think people like you harassing me. I've them, got but, some ideas, too. Okay, tell like, me. You, 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 oh, right, look, I'm Wait, getting the wrap-up from everybody we actually, out there. So I am talk you out to you out all here. day.
0: I'm going to get you out of here. But we I, do I wanna, have
1: to be in Tempe. I
0: want to throw a couple thoughts at you okay. before I get you out of here because you have time. you got to be there at 6. It's 4.30, and we're going to be done in just a couple to, minutes.
1: We have to swing through Phoenix on the way.
0: We'll be done. Here we go. Um, I want you to grow Arizona with Arizona companies. Agree. Okay.
1: That that Um, is that is a priority. We talked a little bit about we get these companies to come in. They bring five hundred people from Oregon or California. This is this is Arizona. We want Arizona. Best growth
0: is organic growth it's slow to build and it's slow to go away mm-hmm. um time will either expose or promote us right
1: and you see these companies when you're giving these perks to these corporations and they're sitting there going what about me i've been working so hard to build this company i've yeah. never gotten anything um not there, that you want anything you just want to be left alone to." there do are
0: companies across this landscape if you roll in the manufacturing circles that i roll in we could double in size and Small businesses are 60% of the employment of America. We are the backbone. It is not the Fortune 500. Mm-hmm. Those are the glitzy and ones. And
1: those were the ones that got hit the hardest during the shutdown. Absolutely. Some of them will never come back. Absolutely. I've got one program that we're working on where it's kind of, it'd be perfect for Halloween, the day of, uh, the, what do they call it, the day huh? of the dead? Bring <laughs> if, if you lost your business to due to a government shutdown, because through no fault of your mm-hmm. own, but the government shut down twice in Arizona... We want to help you bring it back. And maybe you do get some breaks for a few years so you can build that business back. I want Arizona businesses. I don't want just a bunch of corporations. And I'm not anti-corporation, but I am pro-Arizona business. And I'd love to see some of these people who, through no fault of their own, lost everything because they got shut down and they just couldn't make it anymore and decided, okay, it's over.
0: Did you get a chance to talk about what you wanted to talk about today? Did we hit some good topics?
1: (laughs) You never asked about my dogs. <laughs> that would have been easy. <laughs> you no, know, it's funny because I go out and, and some of the critics, they're, they're running, they're hitting me with ads already a mm-hmm. year out. That's never good. happened. That's good. And they're attack ads and they're That's all good. BS. That's good. And they're saying, you know, let this them, blow their, let them blow their nut 13 minutes out. Never, ever answer the tough questions. And I think, dang, you got to follow me around. I answer tough questions all the time. I'm not afraid of any question. I'm a communicator. I'm smart. I'm tough. And we need a fighter. And President Trump isn't just endorsing anyone; he's endorsing people he knows are going to fight in our America First. Paul Gosar does not endorse people who are rhinos. Paul Gosar is a tough endorsement to get. I'm so proud of that. I think I told you it's right there, President yeah. Trump. No, I'm and, I'm, I'm then, happy for you getting get those, and I think that gives yeah. you
0: a big. I think that gives you a These big. These America
1: lineup. First patriots who have given. Did him.
0: Flynn get back you up too? Yes, Mike Flynn. Oh, that's Flynn. funny. I just made it And a Mike knife Lindell,
1: and I love Mike Lindell. Talk about manufacturing. I want him, Mike Lindell, to open up uh, manufacturing here in Arizona. Yeah. I think I've got a great idea for him, but these are people who gave up so much mm-hmm. for this country. Unbelievable. Think of the canceling. Oh. I mean, if you, first of all, we got to stop worrying about being canceled. Who cares? It used to be very painful and hard. I've been canceled several times. I don't care what they say about me. I don't care what attack ads they run. I don't care what they call me. I don't care. If I go to my deathbed and my reputation's been attacked by the left and they tried to tear me down. If Arizona is growing and still standing and this country is still standing, then I'm going to be happy. Cool. we got to stop worrying so much about our own. That's ego when you're worried so much oh, about Oh, no. That. I
0: tell people all the time, be a baller. Just yeah. do what you're going to do and let the cards fall exactly. where they will. And, and people we, actually, and have, as many as you lose, you'll pick up for yeah. your authenticity. Oh,
1: so much more. Yeah. you're yeah, The real patriots. Yeah. And the reason I, I, I really get angry with the left right now is that they've been trying to tear down patriotism. We are a country. We talked about... Uh, LGBT, whatever your skin color is, whatever your background, your culture, your religion, we're a country that comes together and that tie that binds us all together is our patriotism. And the left knew that and that's why they tried to tear patriotism down. And how dare they, we're gonna make Arizona, we're gonna bring back pride in Arizona. I think in this country, the craziest thing is, uh, you know, for the last five years,
0: we've seen a collective projection going on. Whatever they're doing, they accuse you of. I have always felt you know, my grandfather from Texas and the old Southern family and uh, immigrant on the other side, I've always felt like there was this racial energy in the makeup of who I am that I've always kind of struggled to keep at bay and keep away because mm-hmm. uh, of stuff I heard when I was a kid and just, you know, impressions of, you know, the culture around me and the Trump presidency connected me to people of color who were more American and I uh, it's one of the reasons I love him so much. These stories of Guatemalans and Nigerians with their businesses, yeah. and they sounded like my Greek grandfather, and they sounded they like love my. America. This is the yes. only country. You, where they you get can... teary-eyed talking about the country yeah. like my
1: grandfather. It's the most beautiful And I'm like, thing. W-
0: when is the last time I heard my Democrat friends, and I, my leftist friends, do anything but decry while they sit back drinking a two hundred dollar glass of whiskey about how awful this place is? And I go, you. Hypocrite, sons
1: of bitches. It pisses me off. True. It's it's the only place where miracles can happen in the form of the American dream.
0: It's crazy. It's I amazing. It I went to
1: I remember going to CPAC and I saw so many black Trump fans. They had the Trump gear on. and this I love talking to the... those
0: folks when I see them oh, at he, the Trump President rallies.
1: Trump did so much for Americans. Oh, right? I, don't like, awesome. I don't like cutting people up and putting us in little... They
0: never went to the rallies or they were dishonest. Because if you looked out, it was a colorful crowd. Truly. It was not a bunch yeah. of uh, uh, pasty looking Aryans.
1: It yeah. wasn't at all. Oh, no, it's people who love this country. Yeah. What's not to love? Well, yeah. you know, Everything's got their warts and all of that. But I love America everything. Every wrinkle, every wart, every beautiful beautiful thing about it it's the greatest country in the world and we're gonna as trump says make america great well
0: lisa just cocked a gun outside the window so i think i gotta get (laughs) you off here um listen uh carrie i really appreciate you coming it It was was a pleasure having pleasure
1: your hands are warm (laughs) mine are freezing (laughs) warm
0: hands warm heart yes exactly thank you so much
1: and thank you for touring me through this amazing manufacturing facility. I want to see more of this. And I want your help because I want people who are really doing it.
0: I want you to come back when you're governor. If you
1: become okay. governor, I want you to come back and let's do a rally for you. That would be great. It'd be awesome. We're doing a rally, by the way, I just because we have a chance here, November 2nd. It's at the Dream City West Campus okay, in Glendale. And it is a one year marker of the botched corrupt, corrupt election. <laughs> And we have some great people who are going to talk. President Trump's going to be speaking via video. Junior's going to be there? I don't know. Is he? Who's going to be there? Well, no, he's not going to be there. Who's going to be there? Wendy Rogers. We're going to have um, uh, appearances from Sonny Borelli. Some of these will be on video and some will be there. Okay. Sonny Borelli. Um, I think Mike Lindell might make an uh, Nice. Sonny appearance. was just in last week. Sonny's great. I, I
0: could We were three hours in. On November oh. 3rd.
1: November 3rd. Did I say the wrong
0: date? <laughs> They're correcting you <laughs> on the day. It's November, November 3rd, sports oh, fans. Who could
1: forget. Yeah, November 3rd.
0: Hey, so listen, let me wrap up with everybody. Okay. Is there anything else you want to plug?
1: That's it. We okay. got, go to my website, carrielake.com. We're having a Mar a Lago event for people who really want to go hoity toity. Well, you know it's a fundraiser okay and we we are being funded by the people so i need to do fundraising and that's the worst part of it i love going out and speaking to the people of arizona because i love this state
0: awesome thanks for coming in all right sports fans that's the deal we're going to bring somebody in we're gonna have a real conversation across the table uh it's pretty much unfiltered me as always thanks for stopping in don't forget to stop by and check us out on spotify and on itunes as we kind of launch and populate over there um it We basically got our sea legs here on YouTube and it's been pretty awesome. The feedback's been great. And as we jump over there, we're going to be able to kind of bifurcate from the whole knife and weapon thing and be able to maybe advertise and let a few more people know about us. So, uh, Greg Medford from, uh, the Greg Medford show, I'm out.